Welcome to the Buyers Agent Institute podcast, the show that will take you from your nine to five to living a life in your terms. We hear from the experts themselves, sharing how they created their success and give you actionable steps to help you create a lifestyle by design. Becoming a buyer's agent requires passion, dedication, and great mentorship. This podcast will share with you all three so that you can turn buying property into a career. I guess if you if you succeeded at everything, you think mm. you're unbreakable. But um, if you made mistakes and you acknowledge the mistakes that you've made, you won't be making those same mistakes again. And kind of that's what I'm doing now. I'm um, helping other investors not make the same mistakes that, that I've made, which I think is pretty valuable. Welcome to the Buyers Age Institute show. The purpose of the show is to bring awareness to buyers agents, to bring awareness around the career opportunities that are available to people looking to turn buying property into a career. Also bring awareness around the value that buyers agents are providing to people who need help buying property. Our goal with the show is to strip back and dive into the remarkable stories and journeys of people who are becoming buyers agents and crushing it all around Australia. Our guest today is Michael Marden. Michael is a family man, he has three teenage kids. He worked in the financial markets for 25 years, trading futures contracts. He's also a very passionate investor himself, and he purchased four properties over a six year period. And like most people who like to flaunt around all the wins, a bit like Instagram, how people are sharing all the success when it's not really there, it's a facade. Michael's very open and vulnerable about the mistakes that he made. And he's very open about sharing as to why he actually made these mistakes with some of the investments, which has led him to now start his own buyer's agent business called Investment Window. Today, I'd like to introduce Michael Martin. Hello, Ben. Thanks Welcome. for having me. Thank you. Is that an okay introduction? That was outstanding. Thank you. Fantastic. <laughs> I admire the fact that you are vulnerable around the mistakes you made because I was referencing Instagram in that introduction because... You look at Instagram and it's all rosy dozy and everyone's always looking so happy, but very, very rarely do you see people publicizing things that aren't going well. 100%. And things that are really not going on. And so I love it how with what you've done in your property journey, you've acknowledged and accepted some mistakes you've made. When I first started the business, I was worried that thinking, bloody hell, how am I going to try to um, succeed if I haven't got the fantastic successes that so many other buyers agents have or other investors have. How can I um, propose to be an expert if I haven't got the actual runs on the board, successful runs? But I think in life, you, you learn from your mistakes. The mistakes you make are the more important than, than the wins, I believe. So. Well, so does um, Jeff Bezos. So Jeff Bezos, yes. he's renowned at Amazon. He likes to hire people who have failed mm. in startup businesses because mm. like what you just shared is he knows when you've been pulled through the flames, you've been in the trenches and you've learnt the hard way that you're going to propel forward quicker. Yeah, and it stops you from being cocky, I guess. If you if you succeeded at everything, you think mm. you're unbreakable. But um, if you made mistakes and you acknowledge the mistakes that you've made, you won't be making those same mistakes again. And kind of that's what I'm doing now. I'm um, helping other investors not make the same mistakes that, that I've made, which I think is pretty valuable. Yeah. Oh, it's very valuable yeah. because I mean, especially buying that first one, if they're ever looking to get into that first property, it's mm. so important to get that right. That's right. Yeah. And most of the um, 
clients I've been working with are first-time investors. So I enjoy telling them my story um, of the mistakes not to make so that then they can avoid um, being 15, 20 years down the track thinking, bloody hell, I'm back where I started. So, yes, it's, um, it's, it's good. I'm sure they, that, that would resonate with, like... Well, they, yeah, they, they do. And they themselves said, yeah, they've heard stories of their own friends who have made a lot of the same mistakes that I've made. Um, so they find it refreshing um, that... That I've owned them, and um, yeah, helping them to not make the same mistakes. I guess simple as that. Yeah, love it. Let's pivot into the financial market. So yeah. you worked there for twenty five years, mm. um, trading futures. Yes, I mean, yes. seems high pressure. Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, the there's a saying: um, hours of boredom punctuated by moments of sheer terror. So it was a, uh, it was, it was really good. I used to, when I was young, I always wanted to work on. Um, on the ASX, on the trading floor, on the news every night, they'd have like a little clip it or a little clip on the news of the trading floor and say how much the stock market went up or down. And I used to have to. Um, my dad uh, had his investments, and I'd have to write down every day how much the share market went up or down. So I kind of had an interest. So then my friend helped me get into State Bank in New South Wales, which was well, turning into Colonial Bank um, in their Treasury Department, and I was. Um, in the FX, but I was in FX settlements, but within Treasury Department, it was futures, FX and money market. And at a Christmas party one year, I had a few too many drinks and the boss of the futures said, oh, you'd really fit in down on the trading floor. You're a bit loud and carrying on. So I went down there and um, was there for a year before um, the trading floor closed and went computerized, but it was, uh, it was a lot of fun. I used to feel sick every morning. I'd like, seriously, I'd dry reach every morning because I was that nervous because you make the wrong hand signal, you're up for big bucks worth of errors, yeah, wow. which happened, yeah. And so what have you, what do you feel like you've transferred from, from there or any, the skills that you've now you know, brought into what you're doing now with your new business investment window? I'm not really sure if the skills are transferable or not, okay. but like when, so I did the, futures trading and then it went computerized but i always had a passion for property my brother and sister were a couple of years older than me and they got married young and bought a house to live in i was always a really good saver um, and had two or three part-time jobs so i'd save a lot so i had a deposit when i was 21 and they my brother and sister had bought a house so therefore i bought an investment property and i'd read all the the books from back in the day and i'd catch a train into the city every day for work and home and i'd always be reading the the property magazines and the property books. So that was kind of my passion, whereas the work was exciting. I really enjoyed going to work, but um, I enjoyed the property investing, learning about it, yeah. Is, was there any like skills around the research, around like looking at data or like kind of doing background like of that? Yeah, well, yeah, there was, but I, <laughs> I think I was, because I was young, I was too, I wasn't switched on enough. I think I was too interested in partying and I didn't actually crunch the numbers as much as I should have. Just missed that part. I, I wouldn't have made the, uh, some of the mistakes. I, I was too gullible in getting suckered in by the property spruikers and, or I'd go to information nights, which the majority of them are all run by um, developers who are trying to offload their, their properties. So I thought I was doing the right thing but in hindsight, I didn't execute it right. 
What, what were some of the mistakes that you made? Like I know it's property spruiking you just mentioned. Yeah, well, to start off with, when I was 21, I bought a, a townhouse for 160 grand, which was really good. It was, I think it was raining 240 or something, so it was a really good yield. I was still living at home, mum and dad. And then got married a few years later, and then a couple of years after that, I thought, oh, I thought the 160 grand property had gone up to about 240, which is fantastic, up 50%. And back in like 2002 or whatever, about that time, it wasn't common that you could refinance the increased equity out. So I sold the property to use the increase, the profit to pay off the home, to pay down the home, yes. our principal place of residence. So that was a mistake selling way too early because that property now, I know it's like 17 years later, but it's worth like about 800 grand. So if I held it for a full cycle, at least, it would have been 160, 200 grand profit. So the big mistake there was selling too early. And paying tax. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. yeah. So if I held onto it, I could have oh, be 600 grand better off. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that's holding for the long term. So that's where I tell clients now, if you buy any property, investment property, minimum 10 years or one cycle at a minimum, ideally two or three cycles, which can be like 20 years. So you've got to invest for the long term, not, not be... Um, not see the profit and think, oh, fantastic, I'll take that. Okay. Yeah. So I don't know, that, that, I see that as a big mistake. What's your war story done off the plan? Well, then a couple of years after that, I uh, realised, oh, damn it, what did we sell the property for? Got back into the bugs and me, I dragged Lisa, my wife, off to some property information nights and that. And then I think my sister, they had bought a property off the plan in Brisbane. But actually, this one wasn't too bad. It was a Mervac development, so it's a reputable um company and it was only like six k's out of brisbane so that was pretty good and then a year after that so i got then got the bug again then i saw a note in the paper the sleazy salesman came over and and signed us up for a um the duplex in outer townsville came to your place the sleazy salesman. oh yeah yeah he turned up to your place back then oh yeah 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 jumped through the window yeah it was a it was, he's there in his mercedes or whatever it was it was oh Far out, and then I ended up paying for his next car, I reckon, with the commissions I gave him. Yeah, so in outer Townsville was a new development. So the developers making their money, the builders making their money, the salesman's making his 10 grand. So we paid overs for it, but without realising it until later. Then a year later, I'm thinking, oh, this, this is going pretty good. So I get the sale, no, the salesman calls me up again, and I say, yeah, come over again. So we came over, and then we bought bloody two, two more off the plant. Now, negative geared as well, these ones. I wasn't earning super big bucks, so I got sold the um, negative gear and story. Um, Which wouldn't have made sense for your situation. Oh, like, this is like how stupid I was. Whereas I thought I was doing all the right things, but not wise, yeah, yeah. So then, so that's all ticking along good. So then we had four properties then. And then I think 2007, 2008, when the GFC kind of started, um, the Townsville, well, I don't want to say Townsville because Townsville's a nice area, but it was a new development in outer Townsville, so um, that's the dodge part of it. Um, I was, the tenants were there probably only 70% of the time. They weren't very well built, so there was constantly issues happening. The Brisbane property had actually gone up from, what we pay, maybe 300 up to 480 or something, so that was another good one. Sold that thought, oh, I'll sell that 
to take the pressure off the crap Townsville properties. So instead of selling the bad property, I sold the good property to take pressure off the bad one. Stupid. So sold Brisbane, which now is worth about 800 as well. So bang, bang. And then started getting the cranks with property. Every time a Queensland phone number would ring on my phone, I'd be like, oh, bloody hell, I'd feel sick. I think, what's going on now? Like when you were training back in the... Yeah, yeah, that, that's exactly right. Yeah, yeah, that's it. So then I got retrenched in... Sorry, I'm waffling here, mate. <laughs> got retrenched in 2008, nine, And then I got a job for a lot less because of the GFC, blah, blah. So then I think kind of struggled through with the investment properties, 2013, 14, about that period, just thought that's it I've had enough of these properties hardly been rented out these properties have got new air conditioners and new kitchen where our house at home we couldn't afford new stuff because the investment properties were taking up all our money we ended up selling the three over a two-year period we sold the three Townsville properties for the same price pretty much so we held them for 10 years they cost us ongoing because the yield was terrible and there was hardly, the tenants were there probably 70% of the time. So we sold them for the same price. So that's good that we didn't lose, but 600 grand's worth of property over 10 years, you'd hope to make more than scratching, well, mm. than nothing. So so that's kind of my, er my mistakes in a nutshell there, mate. And now that's what I'm trying to tell my clients to avoid off the plan. Right now I'm scarred from off the plan. There are good off the plan properties and I don't want to say that's no good, but it's not for me and it's not what I recommend. As a strategy, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and obviously you said, you know, not selling too quick, some more of a- Oh yeah, 100%, yeah, it's got to be long-term. Yeah, that's where you see the real wealth. Yeah. If one cycle it doubles, but then the next cycle it doubles again, which is two times your initial investment. So yeah, the more you hold, it's just leverage mm. the yeah so that's kind of my mistakes and then maybe in 2017 18 maybe 18 my wife said to us how are we looking for our retirement because i'm in my 40s now ben um and then i had that sick feeling again that common sick feeling that comes out dry me. wrenching in the yes, morning yes yes i thought oh i've got to go to the toilet <laughs> so it made me think bloody hell and then it dawned on me all the stuff ups i'd made and what a better position we could have been in if i didn't sell too early if i didn't sell a good property to fund a bad one if i didn't buy the bad ones to start off with if i didn't just get rid of the bad ones when i realized that they were causing me problems mm -hmm. um so then i started doing research after i got over my initial feeling sick <laughs> So, okay, it's not too late. We're in our 40s. We can still, we don't retire till 60s technically. So we've still got 20 years to still make property work for us because I still thought that property is, or still think that property is the way for long-term wealth. So then I started researching and then that's when I discovered buyers agents. I spoke to a couple of the guys that, that you've had on here and then I was actually told one of them, I'm like signing up, going through with you, like going to buy a property through you. And then um, some crap happened with my work, which put that to the sidelines. And then through that process, I kind of 
realized, hold on, I started getting my passion for property back. And then I thought, hold on, maybe I can help other people not make the mistakes I've made and um, guide them towards <laughs> their great retirement. Um, so with the research I'd done the previous year and with a lot of connections that I'd made, um, and then with your help through your course and connections again, um, I'm well placed now and, and helping, helping quite a few clients you know, buy in the right locations. Because if you buy a property in over 10 years or 20 years, it gets 4% a year as opposed to 6% a year compounded. That's like enormous difference. So that's, um, that's what I'm doing now, trying to help investors buy in the right areas. Yeah. yeah, so it's all about that location and then also the asset selection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then obviously buying it at the, you know, the right yeah, price. Yeah, yeah, not paying overs and it's getting a bit harder now. What are we in Feb 2021? 20, it's a lot harder at the moment to, to source the properties. They're, they're selling a lot quicker. There's not as many properties out there, but I'm getting some good relationships with agents where they're actually coming to me now and saying, this deal's just fallen through. I know that you've got buyers. Can you can you get them over the line for us? And then, like, I'm not helping them out. I'm want to get the right price for them, obviously. So, um, it's just the connections with the agents is really helping. I'm finding connections with other buyers agents. I'm finding as well has been really helpful as well. The network within um, like the industry, it's not super competitive mm. because everyone's looking after themselves everyone's looking after themselves which you might think it is competitive but it's everyone's been really good yeah there's so much leverage there because mm. if you're let's say speaking to 10 BAs mm. hypothetically in the in a in a community they're going to come across off markets that you're not mm. they're going to cross come across deals that you yeah. don't have access to yes. and as you said some of them might fall through on their side mm. Or whatever the situation is, and then you can leverage that and acquire those for your yeah, clients. Yeah, like I put a, a Facebook post out the other week with a, a property that we had bought for a client, and then um, someone messaged me saying, "Oh, I've got this property which I'm trying to sell off market." Then I, it's not an area that I'm totally familiar with, and that I'm comfortable getting my buyers into. So I asked the group whether um, anyone had any interest, and I got flooded with, "Yep, I'll speak to them. I'll speak to them." So it's, um, it's a good network like that. Fantastic. Mm. And investment window, like, how's it going? Like, obviously, you've been sitting more as an employee a lot of your life. Yeah. And then you now moved into the business owner mm. seat. Yes. Like, you loving it? I am. Enjoy and reaching. <laughs> not so much anymore. Not so much anymore. Oh, I'm, uh, bucket. Yeah, 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 yeah. First six months in particular was um, a struggle with me, myself personally. I'm one of the 90% of Facebook users who never actually post anything. So then when I started the business, I thought, bloody hell, I've got to get out of my comfort zone here. And I did like a little video saying, hey, I'm coming out. Um, not of the closet. Not, not of the closet, of, uh, of the computer. <laughs> the content's coming out. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, if you don't like me, just unfriend me yeah but now um you got a lot of reach on that going back to that post i'm pretty sure i remember seeing yeah that. yeah yeah i did and i got a lot of people um reach out to me and say yeah i've got a mortgage broker that you can speak to i've got a conveyancer so it was actually really good and it helped me get out of my comfort zone and be more comfortable posting every second day every third day to um put educational content out there and more recently, deals that I'm doing for clients so that um, people can see them and say, okay, yeah, 
I'd, I want something like that. So um, I'm kind of hoping that the, I, I, I feel like I'm a honest and authentic person, so I hope that comes through with um, the posts that I put out there. Well, I think they do because I've, I've seen them and they seem to get a lot of engagement. Yeah. Because yeah. um, I, I still feel like a tool. <laughs> Content's not easy online, yeah. like getting out there when you don't, um, not everyone likes to be in front of the camera. Yeah. And then doing it on, in a social environment is not a bit daunting sometimes. And, and it's not really cool to have a few drinks before you do it because that's when you feel comfortable doing it. <laughs> Bottle of whiskey, off you go. That, that's not appropriate, yeah. <laughs> um, so, like, plans this year for investment window? Obviously, you're, you're investing nationally. Yes, yeah, yeah, yep, yep. So, looking um, for opportunities throughout the country. Um, got criteria that have to be met before kind of locations become investable, I guess. Um, and I'm working with some other buyers agents as well to um, feed off each other and it's it's been really good. So the first, as I said, the first six months was quite slow with the business. Then the next six months has been gradually increasing and I'm getting more, um, a lot more traction. And even the few deals um, that I've had recently I've had referrals come from them already, so I've got a few in the pipeline, which are friends of prospects or um, recent deals that I've done. Good so I, I guess that's the that's the perfect um, place where you want to get to. Is that gives you the confidence in yourself that you're actually doing the right thing, and that you're providing the service so that they're comfortable to say, "Hey, use Michael. He's good." Yeah, it's clearly meeting their expectation when you got the raving yeah. fans. Yeah, that, that's kind of what everyone hopes to achieve so just hope it can continue well i'm sure it'll it'll keep just building momentum and this year it's this is a year of no supply yeah a lot of frustration from buyers and if if you're trying to swim with all the sharks now as a Mm. buyer and you Mm. don't have that relationship or Mm. you haven't got an edge yeah you're basically effed yeah and if you're waiting three to four months to buy that property Mm. you're either going to choose a different suburb shave a bedroom off Mm. or just increase your budget. Yeah, that's right. And yeah. so it's 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 challenging. Yeah, since since November, October, November, the market's definitely changed. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's cr- crazy. There was when it was about April, or May, June last year, there were lots of media headlines: 40 percent drops in property market, and now just a couple of weeks ago, fifteen percent increase in property market. So like seriously, it's don't believe the headlines. Do your own research, or lean on a buyer's agent who does it for a living, and and feed off their knowledge. Spot on. Mate, awesome chatting. As we wrap up, where yep. can people um, find you? They can find me at home with my wife. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, on, you can find me on all the socials, uh, Michael Martin or Investment Window website or on Facebook or LinkedIn, all of them. Yeah. So happy to have a chat anytime. We'll get everyone, we'll make sure everyone goes and watches your content, yeah, social, yeah, Facebook. I need to do some good stuff. I need, to, I need to update. I need to get some new stuff out there. Pressure's on. We'll make good chatting. Thank you, um, Ben. You too. Appreciate thank your you. vulnerability. Yeah, yeah. And thanks to, to you for your support. You, you're welcome. You're a legend. You're the doyen of the uh, buyer's agents. Thanks, mate. Appreciate it. <laughs> well, everyone listening, um, it's very rare, as I said at the beginning, and as we've discussed in this interview, for people to be vulnerable and open up about mistakes. Um, everyone... Um, likes to flaunt all their wins, but it's actually, as Michael was saying, and I, and I can relate to this in business, it's the mistakes that you make is really, I believe, is where, how you propel forward. And so Michael's now able to share this with his clients. He's getting a lot of traction with Investment Window. Um, he's doing very good things. So check out Michael Investment Window at his website and see you next week. 
To find out more about how you can become a Stellar Buyers Agent yourself, head to www.buyersagentinstitute.com.au.